I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I'll just take the contact. I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break. Behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. And. Isaac Harris is dispensed, indispensed. He's not joining me today. So just hanging out with me today, we're going to hear from Rick Carlisle, Tim Hardaway Jr., and potentially Josh Reeves as well. All of them spoke today. But if you're waking up and you're listening to this on Thursday, if you listen to this on Thursday, that means Mavs basketball is back. Mavs basketball is back. Scrimmage going to be happening that's going to be happening today if you're listening to this on Thursday. If you're not listening to this on Thursday, I don't know. I guess you maybe caught it on Wednesday before before uh, the date changed over. But uh, 6 p.m. Central Time, Lakers-Mavs is going to be on NBA TV. It's going to be on all kinds of stuff. I think the Mavs are still broadcasting on Mavs.com. It's going to be pretty much everywhere. So if you can't find it, I don't have – I mean, I, I can't help you because it's just going to be everywhere. You'll be able to watch it. Very excited for this matchup. Of course, everyone always asks me. Anytime the Lakers and Mavs play, who are you rooting for? For this one, I can honestly say I do not care who wins. <laughs> Absolutely do not care who wins this scrimmage. But we're very interested to see a couple of things in this. So let's we'll get into some of those. We'll hear from Rick Carlisle, all that stuff. Uh, but first, I wanted to just give like a quick overview for anybody listening to this before the scrimmage, just to remind you what this Lakers team that the Mavs are about to go up against looks like. Because it's kind of different than when you saw them before, and there's just some some little changes here and there. So we just wanted to talk about it. Obviously, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Danny Green, Alex Caruso, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Quinn Cook. They've also added J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters. They also have Jared Dudley and Talon Horton Tucker. So that's kind of their available players there. They also have their two-way guys in Costa Santanacumpo. Remember that guy? Costa Santanacumpo. Devontae Kaycock is their other two-way guy. And uh, But that's basically the, the Lakers roster. No Rajon Rondo. He had that injury, that hand injury. And then Avery Bradley also opted out of the bubble. So he is not with the team. And he uh, is definitely not going to play in the scrimmage. So from the scrimmage games that we saw on Wednesday. So I watched a good deal of a bunch of these games. Seems like lots of coaches are either not starting their full lineup. I mean, we saw Michael Malone. <laughs> we saw Michael Malone. Just one of the greatest, all-time greatest, I do not care about this game, lineups. He, the coach of the Denver Nuggets, threw out this lineup. Get ready for this. I'm, I'm just going to read it out to you because it was just so good. Michael Malone started these players. At guard, standing seven foot from Serbia, Nikola Jokic. At other guard, Jeremy Grant, 6'9". At forward, Bull Bull, seven foot two. At other forward, Paul Millsap, six seven. The shortest guy on the court was six seven. And then at center, Mason Plumley, seven foot tall, uh, from Duke, I think. I think he played there, or maybe that was just his brother. But uh, yeah, what an incredible just fu, I guess, lineup to the scrimmages. But Michael Malone started that for the Nuggets. That was interesting to see. But some of these coaches are either not really taking it seriously, or they are. Um, starting their starters and then not playing them towards the end. So we saw that from 
the uh, the Heat. The Heat didn't really play Jimmy Butler or Goran Dragic late into the game. Buddy Heald was still playing for the Kings, and Kings didn't really have a ton of guys that they could afford to not play. So it's it's interesting to see how these teams are sort of taking this because that's what we're going to be you know seeing from how Carlisle takes it. We're going to be we're going to see how much we're going to see of Luca, how much we're going to see of Porzingis. So that's kind of what these other coaches have done. I kind of assume they're going to do a similar thing. Carlisle was asked about this question. We'll get to it in a minute. Um, but this, this Lakers team, uh, Marcus Markeith Morris is also on the team. I should have mentioned that earlier, but he traveled to the bubble on Monday, so he is definitely not going to be ready for this scrimmage, and so we uh, we won't have to see him play against the Mavericks. The other player I think that we should mention some news, I guess, for the Mavericks. Trey Burke is traveling. We saw him in transit on his Instagram. He posted couple pictures of him, maybe unintentionally on a plane, but he posted a couple Instagram. I tweeted that out at Nick Van Exit. You can go check that out. So Trey Burke on his way. He'll have to quarantine. So we'll see when we you know, can actually see Trey Burke join the team and then actually play. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the Mavericks play Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, like I said. They play again on Sunday. So I guess if he has to do the 48 hours thing, he could potentially play that Sunday game. That's their next one. That's their next scrimmage game. And then the one after that is Tuesday night. So I would assume he's ready for that one. But, well, who knows? He hasn't been with the team at all. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Okay, let's get into some of these answers from Carlisle because I thought some of them were a little interesting. Let's just do the first one. This is just a simple question of Rick Carlisle just asking, are you excited to play? Are you excited to come back and finally face a team? Because... These guys have been, you know, waiting for this. Obviously, we've been waiting for this. They've been practicing against each other for a month now in the bubble, or you know, three weeks or so. And then even before that, they're doing individual workouts, and they're finally actually going to play against another team and have something to strategize against, play against, and all that. So let's hear from Rick Carlisle about if he's if he's excited to play an actual team on Thursday. Yeah, hey coach. Uh, I was just wondering how much you're looking forward to actually going against another team. That's been a quite a long ramp up. We usually say this with uh, everything's backwards on this thing. Um, we usually say this about the first exhibition game. You know, it's it's time to play somebody else. Um, our practices have been have been terrific. I'm assuming that most teams here have been having really great practices too. Uh, we've all gone for you know so many months without being on the court together that uh, it just feels like it's sparked you know a, a real camaraderie with uh, with our team and uh, I'm sure it's 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 hitting other teams like that as well. Um, Lakers are a great team. They got second best record in the league. Um, we got to deal with LeBron James. Uh, we got to deal with Anthony Davis, and we got to deal with a big physical team and um, a lot of skills. So we got our hands full, but, uh, you know, it's time to see where we are. Um, In terms of the minutes, which I know is going to be one of the next questions, um, I don't expect to play guys their full minutes. Uh, I do want to get a chance to look at everybody who is uh, available. And so this is another good opportunity. Uh, This is, I should say, a good opportunity to do that. So there you go, straight from Carlisle's mouth. He doesn't expect all the players to play their full minutes. So we'll see some of Luca, some of Porzingis, but don't 
turn on the game and expecting to see, you know, Luca play all 40 minutes. And by the way, it is 40 minutes. They're doing 10 minute quarters. So just remember that when you're turning on that you didn't, you didn't show up late. It's just 10 minute quarters that they're doing. So, uh, and that turns over to nine real quick. And all of a sudden I was like, today I was watching some of the games. And I just said, man, did I just miss like a whole two minutes or a whole three minutes because it's nine minutes left. Uh, so not all the players are going to play, but he is excited. And the, the beginning of that quote, by the way, it was really funny to me because Brad Townsend of Dallas Morning News, friend of the pod, he is there. He's in the bubble in Orlando. And so he was there in person. All of us were on Zoom. We were sitting there. We were able to ask Carlisle questions over Zoom, but he was standing right there. And so he asked that question. That's why I threw that in there. He was in person. And uh, the audio is a little different than it has been in the past because Carlisle and the players were all wearing masks because there's media there. And so I found that kind of interesting as well. That's where you get kind of the uh, muffled sound and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that was interesting. Carlisle also was uh, trying to adjust his mask. And at the very beginning of that quote, he says, oh, this thing, on, everything on here, this thing is backwards. That's because, as we said before, they're – Sitting in a chair, there's a backdrop of the Mavs like logo behind it. You can see it on their their YouTube channel, and then they're just staring at a computer screen or like a big monitor with their own, you know, like webcam video on it. So they're just watching themselves, but they're supposed to be looking at the camera. And it just kind of threw him off because he was adjusting his mask and it was going backwards. Anyway, I thought that was funny. So coming up, let's hear more from Rick Carlisle about this scrimmage coming up and all kinds of other stuff, players that are available, all that kind of stuff, and hear from Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Reeves coming up. But before we do that, rockauto.com is an incredible resource. If you're working on a car or if you're out there and you are trying to rebuild a car or even if you have a car, like raise your hand out there if you have a car. All right, put your hand down. Okay, every single person most likely raise their hand, especially in Dallas. Everyone's got cars. Rockauto.com is an incredible resource for you to use. I'm going to go to it right now as I'm talking and just check out how easy it is to navigate all the parts of your car will need. Right here on the left, part catalog, all the different kinds of parts. I, I have a Kia, so I'm going to go straight to Kia. I can pull that up. Everything that I need on there, it has the years right there, so I can go. I have a 2019. Boom, go straight to my car and all the parts that I need right there. Accessories, body, brake and wheel hub, cooling system, fuel and air, ignition, you know, interior, steering, suspension, all that stuff. You can work on all of that. RockAuto.com, they're an incredible company, family business, serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. So it's not like RockAuto is trying to push off their own parts. They have all the parts. They have all the parts from all the places that you like, all the manufacturers that you like, and they just make it easy for you to find it. RockAuto.com, the catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, like I just said. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com and see the parts available for your car or truck. They have every single part you need. Write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box that they know that the Locked On Mavericks podcast sent you. Again, write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, let's hear another answer from Rick Carlisle. He was asked what he expects to see or what he's looking for in this scrimmage, which I think is a good question because I don't really know what to expect or what I'm looking for. So let's hear from Rick Carlisle what he expects in the scrimmage with the Lakers today. Well, two weeks have been great. I think we got here two weeks ago today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and as I said, you know, the everything that's been going on with our team has been uh, very upbeat, very positive. You're seeing it on social media. You're seeing it. Um, a lot of that stuff's getting picked up by the by the national uh, internet. Um, 
uh, modes like ESPN, et cetera. So it's been pretty cool. Um, we want to compete hard. We want to play to win. Um, and we want to get, you know, a good run with the right number of minutes. And so, uh, you know, that'll be our goal tomorrow. And, uh, and we're looking forward to it. Also looking forward to it as well. I am definitely, I'm sure everyone listening to this has been looking forward to it for so long. Um, the, the, a good amount of run in the right number of minutes. That seems to be the, the main key from there that you can expect in the game tonight. Um, they are going to play their guys, you know, a, a small amount of minutes, I guess, or, you know, a limited amount of minutes, but they want to also play really hard in the times that they're out there. And I expect that because these guys are ready to play too. As much as we're ready to watch them play, these guys are ready to play. For some of these guys, this is the like the longest they've gone without playing basketball. I mean, you think about, you know, Luca. I mean, Luca went that whole summer, but even that that summer that he took off was like, you know, what, two, three months? I mean, it wasn't an entire four-month layoff where he couldn't even play pickup or anything like that. And maybe he did, but I just think that these guys are going to be ready to play. They're going to get out there. They're going to show us, you know, what they've got. They also playing against the Lakers. That's a team that, you know, this Mavericks team has lost a couple of close games to a couple of hard fought games too. They beat them one time. And so I think this Mavericks team is going to come out swinging. I'm not sure about the Lakers side. I can't really get a good feel on it. You have, you know, it feels like LeBron's going to play too cool for school, but he'll always, you know, he'll always try, but he's not going to, you know, go all out. He's not going to do the LeBron chase down block or anything like that. Uh, AD is also kind of a too cool for school guy. He's not like a Westbrook where he goes hard every play. So it'll be interesting to see how they take it and actually what they throw at him. So uh, does Kristaps Porzingis start on AD? That's probably my biggest question tomorrow. Like what do they do now that they can't throw Dwight Powell at him? Maybe they start Maxi instead and decide to just go a little bit bigger because this lineup's going to be bigger. They'll probably start JaVale and AD, maybe Dwight and AD. And so maybe the Mavericks decide to start Maxi with Porzingis. I don't think they would go with Boban against the Lakers, but I guess it's a possibility. We probably will see some Boban minutes. And that excites me. That's definitely another thing to be excited about, some Boban minutes. And this Lakers team also, they don't have a ton of guys to throw at Luka besides Le- you know, LeBron, maybe Danny Green. This is the, the one big weakness in, with them that I think the that Luka can really take advantage of. If somebody like... Danny Green and Caruso, or even KCP tries to guard him. I mean, he has a big size advantage over those guys, and I think that that could be really exploited, which I think is going to be the Lakers' big problem against the Clippers. Jeez. They just don't have guys besides LeBron to throw at these guys, these big wings. And so uh, that's something to definitely watch for in this game. Carlisle was also asked a couple more questions. He was asked if any players were available or which players were available. And then he was also asked about Josh Reeves. And I found his answer kind of interesting because we don't hear Carlisle talk about these guys a lot, these two-way kind of guys. So let's hear Rick Carlisle talk about Josh Reeves, and then hopefully he'll answer if any if everyone is available for the game. Yeah, jo- Josh is uh, – yeah, he had a really good training camp for us. Um, and then he went to the G League for, for the entire year uh, – he had a productive run there. I think he learned a lot. Um, he's uh, he's been a very consistent competitor. You know, I see his shooting has has improved, um, and so you know he'll he'll have a chance to, to get some minutes tomorrow uh, tomorrow night for sure. I don't know how many. Um, in terms of who's available, uh, I believe we'll have twelve guys available tomorrow night. Um, Kid Gilchrist is not ready to play in a, in a, in a game at this point. Um, 
Trey Burke is is on the way uh, here. I believe he sh should get here sometime late this afternoon. Um, and then, you know, as I understand it, he'll uh, he'll go into quarantine and then hopefully clear quarantine within 36 to 48 hours. And then, you know, then he can start practicing with us. Um, you know, Powell is out, uh, Brunson's out, Lee is unavailable. So, you know, that's pretty much our, our you know, Cauley Stein is not here. And I think that's pretty much our 17 guys. I found that answer a little interesting. He says he thinks that they'll have 12 guys available. So let's get into what are those 12 guys. I mean, I think we've gone over this a lot, but if you're joining us for the first time in a while, welcome back, by the way. We're always welcoming the Raccoon Squad, the Locked On Mavs listeners. So the 12 guys, Luca, KP, Maxi, DeLon, and uh, Seth Curry, Dorian, Tim Hardaway Jr. That's seven. That's like the top seven, right? All, those guys definitely in the rotation all the time, and that's the top seven. Then you have Boban and JJ. They're like the you know, kind of wild card sort type players. That's eight and nine. And then Justin Jackson, he's another wild card type player, probably in the rotation now because of depth and issues like that with Courtney Lee out and with Michael K. Gilchrist uh, out as well. So that's 10 guys right there. 12 guys. If Kid Gilchrist is not going to be ready, like Carlisle said, that means that both Cleveland and Reeves are going to be playing. And Trey Burke's not going to be ready either because he has to quarantine, like Carlisle said, for 36 to 48 hours. Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, Courtney Lee, Colley Stein, all four of those guys are out. Uh, two of them are with the Mavericks, and then two of them are not in Colley Stein and Jalen Brunson. So uh, the Mavericks almost like limited with players if they're not going to play all their guys enough minutes. I mean, we might actually see a good amount of time for Boban, you know, uh, Antonis Cleveland, Josh Reeves. I guess those guys can play. So I think he's counting those guys in the 12. So I found that very interesting that Carlisle is – is counting those guys. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. spoke to the media, so let's hear from Tim Hardaway Jr. about if he's excited to play and what he thinks matters tomorrow in the game. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh been waiting for it for some time now, so I know the guys are eager. They're ready to get going, and uh, I'm just ready to get back to playing the game that we love most. And um, um, I'm excited. They're excited. Uh, a lot much we can say about that now. So, uh, so all hands on deck at this point. Hey, Tim. Uh does it matter who you're playing tomorrow uh, or the fact that you are playing the Lakers? Does this add any more juice to simply getting back on the floor and sort of seeing where you are? I mean, it's the number one, it's the number one team in our, in our conference. So uh, just playing against them, uh, we can definitely test it, see where we're at as a ball club right now, see what we need to work on uh, offensively and defensively. So um, I think I'm, ha I'm happy. I'm excited. Uh, I'm happy to play against one of my former teammates, uh, Swish. I'm happy that he's back in the league. So um, it's going to be fun and enjoyable uh, a scrimmage. And um, I know everybody's ready to get going, and both teams are going to go hard. And and um, that's all I can say. I like how he just summed it up there. That's that's all. That's all I got. You know, he's going to just end with, yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to end there. So the first part, he seems excited. He didn't really know what else to say about it, just the fact that he was excited. And then Chuck Cooperstein's question about does it matter? He was excited. He's he, always excited to get up for the best team in the conference or the team with the best record in the conference, at least in the Lakers. So he did say that he was excited about that. He also mentioned Swish. That's J.R. Smith. He's excited to play against his former teammate. They were both on the Knicks together. And so I thought that that was cool. He gave him kind of a shout-out and said that he's excited to play against his former teammate again. So hopefully we get to see a little matchup there. Uh, and I think this is one of the first times, at least the first time with the Mavericks, we're seeing 
Tim Hardaway Jr. face off against Dion Waiters again. If you remember, man, I'm going to look this up because this was so long ago. Dion Waiters and Tim Hardaway Jr., they have a history. That one rookie sophomore game where they both just went nuts and were like draining threes back and forth. Uh, yeah, the Rising Stars game. What year was this? <laughs> so random. 2014, I think. Uh, they had a duel back and forth, just the two of them just exchanging buckets. So we get to see some Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Dion Waiters. Hopefully, we'll see them guarding each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, what is it? Dion Waiters had 31 points in that game, 10 of 14 shooting. Hardaway, 36 points, 12 of 23 shooting. Hardaway was 7 of 16 from behind the arc in that in that Rising Stars game. So we get to see a reuniting of Tim Hardaway and, and J.R. Smith. And then hopefully we get to see a little Dion Waiters versus Tim Hardaway Jr. heat check moments. And uh, that'll be great too, some added bonus. And I think guys are taking some of these games, you know, and having some fun with it hopefully. So hopefully we see some of that. So all right, coming up, let's hear a little bit more from Tim Hardaway Jr. And let's hear for the first time from Josh Reeves. All right, so here's here's the question. Tim Hardaway Jr. has asked about spike ball. If he had ever played spike ball before and if he's gotten better at spike ball, this is the you know, game where you have uh, a ball and you have like a net that's, toward, that's on the ground and you have guys, you know, you hit it back and forth. And this is the game you've seen everybody playing, all the Mavericks playing. And he was asked if he had played spike ball and uh, how it was going for him. Spike ball. We played spike ball uh, a couple of times at the facility um, during the year, but uh, – uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's a great way to do team bonding, to build that chemistry out there off the court. Um, we do it as a way just to get people warmed up and get a sweat going before we actually get into practice and just to switch up a little bit. So uh, it's fun and enjoyable. And, you know, the guys, you know, they try to compete. They really try to go out there and win. So it, it, it's, it's fun. Then he was asked who the best spike ball player is on the Mavericks. And I think you will find his answer as interesting as I thought his answer was. I think Luke. I think not Luca. I say uh, I'm not. Luca's not good at everything. Jeez. <laughs> he's real. No, no. But Luca's really, really good at at spike ball. You know, he's really, really, really good. And uh, and he doesn't even play it that much. Uh, I'll say the one person that's really good is JJ, just because he's he's lowered to the ground, I guess. So when you try to tap it off the net a little bit, he he can still get to it, and and he's still agile for his age. So uh, it makes his life a lot easier. He just didn't want to admit that Luca was good at spike ball. He just didn't want to give him another another credit for being, you know, he's already the best player on the team, one of the best players in the NBA, and he's just good at everything. And I thought that was funny that he was kind of uh, he didn't want to flat out just say Luca was the was the best of that. So, all right, let's hear from Josh Reeves. A couple of questions about you know Josh Reeves. This is a answer of him. How was it? Um, transitioning into the NBA full time, basically, he's been with the club. And when you're a two way player, you're not allowed to practice every single. Well, you are, you are now. They changed the rules. So a two way player, you're not with the team with the you know the NBA team every single day. You're with the, you're down with the G League team, then you're back with the NBA team. And so he was asked about his transition full time into the NBA. Uh, just it's a learning experience. I'm grateful to be here. Uh, grateful to have an opportunity to play in such a rare event. Um, just like I said, just learn, uh, just pick everybody's brain as much as I can and, and just try to get better from there and help the team in any way I can. 
There you go. Short, sweet, to the point. He just was excited to play, ready. It seems like kind of the answers that both these guys are given, the two-way slots. Okay, I asked this question of Josh Reeves next. I asked him if there was anything different than what he expected you know, going into the bubble. I just wanted to get a sense of what he expected going in and if anything was different. So here's what he said. Was there anything that you – what, that surprised you about the bubble so far? Something you heard about before, misconception, or and then you got to the bubble and said, oh, this is not what I expected? Um, Not really. I mean, I didn't really have a, a thought about what it was going to look like or how it was going to be going into it. I was just just excited, just ready to get back with the team and just get ready to play. Um, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so I just kind of went into it just with, with anything in mind. Uh, the hotels are, are great. Uh, the facilities are great. And they just did a really good job just keeping everything and you know, all the protocols in line. So there you go. Nothing really different. I don't know. It sounded like he didn't really come in with many expectations for this, you know, uh, this whole thing. So I found that also kind of interesting that he didn't have a ton of expectations going in, but that he made sure to mention that the food was great. Everything was great. No complaints again from Josh Reeves, another NBA player coming out and saying that he loves the, uh, accommodations that the NBA is doing it right. So, all right, there we go. Tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday, the Mavericks play the Lakers. I'm excited to watch it. I am going to try to do something on Hot Mike, so check it out on Hot Mike. The link's in the description of this podcast. And thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom, Mavs basketball back. Mavs basketball back.